one. Happy Friday, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll this joint. Accelerating your business. How's that going to happen? Let's find out. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business <laughs> We got the fire going on. Yeah. Ham, take it away. A heat wave in San Diego. We're bringing the fire right here. All right, all you business pros. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I missed that last part. We will really appreciate it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, We'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest. Schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Business Bros Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so excited and so honored to bring another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is the preeminent advisor to CEOs who want to safeguard their businesses and their lives from unpredictability, establishing strategic partnerships that empower them to never again worry about growth. Having worked with over 1,500 CEOs across 33 countries, our guest is an expert in helping businesses expand internationally. As a world-renowned speaker and philanthropist, our guest goal is to help over 800,000 kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using local businesses in the next three years. Local resources in the next three years. We can't be more thrilled to hear some incredible (laughs) stories from this well-traveled thought leader and humanitarian. Joining us today out of the great state of Texas, the CEO confidant from Divine Human Ventures and Wisdom for Kids. Welcome to the show, Angel Rebo! All right, well, Angel. Well done. Do Thank it. you so much. This has been probably one of the most amazing introductions ever in my life. Thank you so much for being who you are, guys. Thank you. Oh, well, uh, what can I say? James prides himself on the intros. They're probably the. I have the fun. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they're, you know what? Everybody has a strength and everybody has a weakness. I would suck at writing your intro, but James over here, he's got fire when it comes to writing those intros. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I mean, I've been introduced a few times and he's used actually completely different words. He's a master. He's he's a super eloquent guy. I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> oh. thank the you so much. Heart. You are my no, really? Yeah, you're a <laughs> cunning linguist, Ham. You're a cunning linguist. all right so speaking of talents right speaking of strengths speaking of weaknesses look anytime anybody's going to start a business we all start off thinking i know what it takes i'm going to make this thing grow i'm going to me 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 i i i i i but ultimately you need a team to make things happen so angel tell me a little bit about what it takes to grow a business and what is it that you do exactly 
Exactly. So basically, uh, in a nutshell, what I do is I help both corporate CEOs and established entrepreneurs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure. I, it means that I, I help them take their businesses internationally. Okay. And what it takes to, for someone to accelerate the growth of their businesses by going internationally, the first thing that it, it takes is the willingness to do it, but the resources, the mm -hmm. resources. I've seen many times people wanting to go internationally, fully internationally, and they have not made their homework. They have not really taken into consideration what it takes to go internationally. Very often it happens to, for, to us entrepreneurs that if we have an offer online, we think, okay, so if we are super successful in the U.S., then going south of the border, we just translate our, you know, our materials, our courses, whatever that is, and we're going to be successful. I, I hate to say no. No, there's many more things involved in going internationally. And you have to do your homework. And there's financial implications on the decision of going internationally, going international. So well, you have to, to consider those, those implications. Let, let's hover here for a second because we live in an age where the world wide web has literally shrunk the planet. We can, we can have international quote unquote business going on from the living room or your basement or wherever you're talking about. So let's, let's hone in on that. What do you mean when you're talking about growing internationally? Yes. Yeah, so that's true. You can run your business from your home and you have the worldwide you know, web and you can go everywhere. But every single, let's say every single potential client in every single client in every single country, geography, culture, thinks differently. You have to embrace, you have to acknowledge that. And you have to really know what is going to drive a potential sale from another country. Okay, so, I mean, being reactive, we might have clients from other geographies, but the reality is that Talking to someone, let's say, south of the border or north of the border, talking about the U.S., right, it's different. And you have to be, if you really want to be strategic and you really want to be successful, you have to do it differently. You have to think about it. Okay, so you, you can run your business from your home and you have the world wide web open, but there are things that you have to take into, into consideration from the point of view of the client. You have to talk to the client differently on every culture. Remember... You know, we are, you know, separated, even sometimes even trying to go, let's say I have a business in Texas and I really want to be successful in taking my business to another state. You know that there are other, there are cultural differences, right? You oh, know huge. that someone in Utah is different from someone in Texas, right? And everybody oh, knows that. So if you really want to be successful, if you really want to be successful, does it make sense to consider the differences between selling in Utah and selling in Texas? Of course it does. And you spoke about in the introduction, you actually go, go, you actually mentioned something which is you can, are you partnering with the right people? Probably if you want to go international or even, as I said before, to another state, what about, what about partnering up with someone who's already there, who's already aware of those differences that can help you be more effective in conducting business in that area? And this is very often a blind spot that people forget. So, okay, it's easy to run your business from your, from your home, but be mindful, be aware of the differences. What kind of differences should we be looking for when we're first starting out? Because there are so many. I mean, like you said, there's cultural differences, there's currency differences, there's tax treatments. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can uh, think about when we're talking about those differences. But what are some of the first things that we should kind of pay attention to? So that's why I go step by step. I mean, 
going internationally right out of the gate, I don't think is the right thing to do unless you only go internationally to a specific area because you know that there's a need for that there and you know that the people there are going to buy from you. Unless that's the case, it's, you know, scaling up by, you know, accelerating the growth of your business by going international, it means that you have already had to establish your business somehow. That's very important. Okay. So initially, I don't recommend anybody doing that unless, again, that's going to be your number one strategy. So if that's your number one strategy, you have to really know what these people want. Okay. The people in this area, what do they want? So you have to, I mean, you have to really speak with these people over there. Sometimes, you know, we tend to think, oh, it's extremely difficult. No, it's very easy. Reach out. There's, there's, you know, there's social media again, and you can go in social media and you can start talking to people who live in that area. You know, it's it's really simple. There's something in the entrepreneurial world, in the startup world, there's something called a minimum viable product. You've probably heard this thousands of times, right? Mm -hmm. So when you start your business, you probably have a minimum viable product or service that you want to offer to your audience, right? So the first thing you have to do is when, if you want to go international, start talking to your audience about what you want to do. And I start asking them, hey, if I was to launch this product, send it, you know, sell it there or this service, would you be willing to buy from me? And, and what would be the kind of service or product that you would buy from me you know, in that particular you know, area of expertise that I have? So that's the first thing. Talk to your market early on on your business strategy. And sometimes... And I think that's probably, you know, we are all to blame, you know, for this, which is we try to be perfectionists. We try to be like we have all the responses, all the answers before we do anything else. There's one business mantra. There's one mantra I use with every single one of my clients I've been using for the fi last five years since I started my own business, which is take imperfect action now. Take imperfect action now. Hey, don't worry about anything else. You only need yourself and you, you need to start reaching out to the people in the market in the place where you want to start selling your products or your services. That's it. I start talking to them and I start making mistakes. I start making mistakes. There's no such thing as the perfect sales pitch, the perfect service, the perfect, the perfect product. There's only the thing that you reach out to the potential buyers and you know what they think and keep on making, you know, keep on. Keep on perfecting your pitch. Keep on perfecting your product and your service. Really, that's the, that's the first step. Take imperfect action now. I love that. I love that because it's absolutely true. I talk about that all the time about taking action and, you know, you have a choice. You can do it or you cannot do it. And I think the people who sit back and try to wait till it's 100% perfect are the ones who struggle. I, I forgot what book I read it in, but they were talking about, um, they actually, I think it was Mentor to Millions. Uh, and, and what they were saying was, most successful people wait until they have about a 70% of a plan, right? After that, they put it into action because there's nothing else you can predict. At that point, you have something that's viable that'll take you in the direction that you want to go. Will it get you to the destination? Probably not, but you're moving forward and you're not stagnant and stuck in one particular situation or, or at worst, not taking any action, right? Uh, when, when I remember reading or learning about Disney and they were opening up in, in, uh, in, in China, I think it was China or Japan. I'm not sure exactly, but they were out there in the East. And when they went out there, they opened up operations right away, just like they had done in, in Florida, just like they had done in, in Disney. And they didn't take into consideration some of the cultural differences and had to restructure some things. So, you know, 
acting on a plan is first and foremost. Uh, when when you're talking to CEOs or, or different people who are ready to take that next scale, right? What's some of the fears that they have or some of those hesitations that prevent them from taking action? Well, it's always uncertainty. You know, when you are stepping into, you know, uncharted territories, everybody is, okay, is that going to work? How long is that going to take? There's always uncertainty. But again, you know, there's uncertainty in everything that we do in life. So, and we still take action. So the first thing is uncertainty. And they need to know some, they always ask me, you know, what are the chances that this kind of service or product is going to be successful? And I would like to share something. And this piece of information, it came from, so there's the, the number one entrepreneurial program as far as college degree goes in the country is from a school in Massachusetts called Babson College. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're very well known. You probably heard of them. Consistently, the number one entrepreneurial program, actually not only in the country, but in the world most of the time. Okay. So I was talking to the uh, director of the accelerator, the uh, director of the accelerator. And that was four or five years ago. And she was telling me, Angel, five years before, so 10 years ago, it would take probably a few hundred thousands of dollars for any technology, any startup to make a difference in the world. I'm seeing, I'm talking about five years ago. Today, five years ago, five years ago, only 15 to $20,000 was the amount of money that some startups had as a seed money to start disrupting the world. The point I'm trying to make is more and more often we see that the amount of money needed to make a difference in the world is a smaller, is a, is lower and lower, is a smaller and smaller. So what's the difference? The difference is that today there's so much technology out there that we can scale up any service or any product in the market like fast, like really, really, really fast. So again, going back to the same thing, taking perfect action now, taking perfect action now, you really don't need so much time or so much money. What you need to do is to make sure that you start proof testing your value proposition, your product or your service in the market as soon as possible. You're, so you can start burning, you know, those early stages and you can start, you know, perfecting your product and your service. And you realize that and you, you eventually see, you know, you see the future with, with a, a level of uncertainty, which is much higher. Again, to your question, it's uncertainty, but how do we, how do we lower the, you know, the level of uncertainty? It's just by doing by taking action, by start connecting with the market and start exposing our value position in the market. You have a ton of energy and I love that because you know, you. when people come on the show, it's not always as, as exciting when the other person doesn't have energy, but that, that fuel comes from somewhere, right? Uh, yeah. why, why did you get into this particular space? I mean, it sounds Thank like you. you're ready to, to take on business and scale things at, at, at your own rate. And yet you took Thank a you. different approach. Why, why that approach? Why doing, why what you're doing? Why is it what you're doing gives you so much energy? <laughs> well, Probably because, well, number one, I would say because of, first of all, because of my father, probably, because my father is a super positive guy. Extreme, I mean, you know, back in Spain, uh, he's he's right now 80, 80 years old. He's going to be 81 this year, alive and kicking. He's still working on business. You know, he's always, he's always been like that model for me, like always super positive. He's made a lot of, he's, you know, he's, 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 set up and grown a lot of businesses, both nationally and internationally. He's made a lot of mistakes, but you know what? He was always in that mood, always. And every time he was being asked, 
he was always, you know, his his first statement, he was always, I am so blessed that I have been able to help these hundreds of families, mm. these hundreds of people with the families behind them. And that's the legacy. That's his legacy. So I think that this, you know, flame that I have in front, in, inside of me is because I really like to share my experience with people. And I, you know, I was born to do this. I was born to, I, I mean, Originally, I mean, both my mom and my dad come from very humble origins, really humble origins. I mean, still my family has a ranch in the north of Spain. That's where we come from, the Rebel family. You know, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't do many other things. So I always had this flame inside of me of leaving a legacy, of teaching others. I love teaching. I love training. I love sharing my experiences. That's why I'm so involved with the local community here in Dallas. I'm invited to you know, the startup weeks, startup weekends. I'm invited to be jury sometimes. I'm very involved with business incubators and accelerators here just because I like to share. I like to share, you know, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a decision. It's a decision. It's, a, it's, it's my decision if I wake up in the morning and I show up to the world in one way or another, you know, mm -hmm. and th that's, my, that's my decision. That's my option, you know. That's who I am. It's a, it's a, it's a Friday evening, right? Uh, you know, I have had so many calls this week. I have talked to so many people. I've had so many face-to-face -face meetings. But you know what? I am loving this interview. And I could be, you know, and right now, if you told me, hey, Angel, you have to mentor, you know, 20 people in a, in a coaching call within 30 minutes, I'm going to do it. I, I'm not going to lie to the audience. How long ago did you offer me to be on your show? True. It was yesterday evening. So exactly. less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. And I was super excited. I said, yes. You know why? Because I always say, why not? Why mm -hmm. not? If there's a single person in your audience, a single person in your audience right now who can benefit from what I'm saying, oh, my God, the day has paid off. The chance has paid off. The possibility that you guys have offered me has paid off. What is the core? What is the core of the CEO confidant? Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Your mission in 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 the business to have that you. that can help you know more and more entrepreneurs get to the level that they want to get to. Thank you. I mean, for me, it's always been connecting the unconnected, connecting the unconnected. And actually, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tie this to my nonprofit, connecting the unconnected. I've always, you know, obviously, as you can imagine, thank. I mean. I, I'm so grateful to God that he gave me this energy, this, you know, this passion uh, that I can, you know, I have been able to help a lot of high level executives throughout my life. That's a blessing. Probably this energy has helped me a lot, but this has only helped me enough as far as this helps me to make the world a better place. Mm. Okay. That's why, you know, it reached a point in 2016 in which it was very clear to me that I had also the reason I, I, why I had lived in Latin America for so many years and I had business, I had done business in Latin America for so many years because I had to be exposed to those areas where so many underprivileged kids live. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in Latin America alone, in 2012, according to UNICEF numbers, 81 million kids live in poverty. 81 million kids. 22 million don't have drinking water in their house. 22. And that was 2012. Can you guess after COVID? Can you guess no, what happens? What how many millions right now? Significantly and, worse. Exactly. So, and that means the total population. So that you have an you know, you have a frame of reference. The total population of kids in 2012 in Latin America was 170 million. 
170 million. Okay, 170 million. So put that in perspective. So right now, probably it's going to be 90, maybe 100 million kids in Latin America who live in poverty. So that's why what's my mission? I've always feel that I keep on developing and helping so many high level executives and established entrepreneurs. Because at the end of the day, what I have to do is I have to be able to have so many stories and I have to be able to connect all those high-level executives with those entrepreneurs that have still so much to learn. And I know that if it's not me, who's going to teach them entrepreneurship? Who's going to inspire them? Who has, who is able to bring all those lessons I learn every single day with these so powerful CEOs? Who, who else is going to take them to those kids in need? So that was my answer. Yeah, no, that's a that's a beautiful answer because you're absolutely right. I mean, we we look at what we see in poverty just right in front of us, right? When we go, when we drive down the freeway, when we're in our local communities, but you know, the and you, the difference is, you know, the poverty in the United States is much different than the poverty in almost any other country. It's just a different level. Uh, I remember being young, uh, as as a young kid uh, at at my my parents and our, we would always go to church and they would send us, you know, to missionary things down down other side of the border. And you just have this awe that everything from the pair of shoes to the sweater that you have on to the meal that you had has such a different value to the people down there than than just you, you the things you take for granted you don't even realize until you're you know things like where you're crossing the border you know when I remember coming back on the border and little kids you know small four or five year old children coming up barefoot dirty ragged clothes just trying to sell something to make a living and. You know, we don't we don't quite understand the the level of poverty uh, because we're blessed to be in this country. But you're absolutely right. I want to ask you about the the relationships that you're building with people as you're helping a lot of these entrepreneurs grow their business. As you're helping yeah. them scale and become uh-huh. multi million dollar companies, what value do you place, and how do you utilize the relationships that you're making? Well, I mean, I, I think since the I mean, believe it or not, I was an extremely shy kid. Very no. shy. Like, very <laughs> shy. You know, m- most of my, I would say, every single one of my classmates up to high school, they would not believe it's me talking right now. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, you I know? had to, you know, really, I had to, you know, I really had to go to college and I had to start being involved in organizations, international organizations and traveling. And so, you know, I know that not everybody is so open and prone to have relationships with people. But again, you know, you don't have to be, you know, someone like me, so, you know, extroverted like me. It's just to, I think that the most important thing is that you are yourself and you keep the relationship honest and humble, mm-hmm. honest and humble, you know? And from that point, you know, I like, to, I like to use, you know, gratitude, humility, and acceptance as three of my top values that I, you know, I like to, to, to share this with my team all the time when we have our weekly meetings and when we have our one-on-ones, you know, you know, gratitude, humility, and acceptance are three very big values for me. So I think that those values help you a lot to develop those relationships. And, you know, out, out from those relationships, it's like, as you know, I, I'm very active on LinkedIn and I have, you know, a very, very large following and very active there. I post every single day, large, large you know, high engagement from a lot of, from my audience. But, and it's the same thing when I start relationships with people in there that they don't know me of anything. I start from a very humble way. I'm not the guy that's going to send you five consecutive messages as soon as I say accept. 
You know, <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. My connecting, my connecting message has one sentence, one sentence, only one, and I don't send a second message. You just wait. Yeah, I just wait, and whenever it's good, and I think I have some value to offer to that person, as if you were, if it was you, then I say, hey, I say, I know that you do this. I think that you might be interested in having this information I just got from someone else. Mm. You know, again, partnering up with, giving the value that someone might need, and if they say I don't need it, that's okay and that's fine. You know, that's why you know uh, a value, you know unload you know download on people i don't like i don't i don't really believe in downloading things on people that they don't really need so that's why i always keep my connections online as much human as possible and you know when i left corporate america i had like 800 connections right now i have almost 27000 well, let me ask you about that because you said, you know, when you were younger, you were an introvert and now you're very extroverted. What was it that pushed you to that next life? There's so many people out there that are introverted and they know they have to have better relationships. They know they need to pick up the phone and talk to people. They know they need to be more extroverted, but they they can't get across that point of actually making those connections. What pushed you to that next level? That's a that's a great question because probably I wasn't allowing myself to be myself. Mm. I was not standing on my own power. I was I thought that I had to fit in and I wasn't socially enough. I wasn't enough. No, really. Because I, I thought that what I was standing up for wasn't enough to be just myself. So I had to like be hiding, you know, behind anything else or anybody else until I realized that, oh my God. What I'm, what I'm saying makes sense. So it was a gradual process. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to be extroverted. And yeah. so so I was fascinated by something, which was in my case in college, I, I told you I was I started to bloom in college, which was becoming or, or being the leader of an organization, but being like the leader, you know, the, but the leader behind the scenes, right? Not the leader like showing up all the, the wizard time. Wizard of Oz. So sometimes, sometimes, so at, at, at some point, I had no option but to be in front of a lot of people. And then suddenly, you know, everything was going well. And I was, you know, leading that organization in that in my college and everything. But there was issues. There were issues. So I have to tell you that being realizing that not everybody is going to like me actually helped me to be stronger. I realized that it didn't have to fit in. I realized that I have to be myself and always be myself. So I had a completely 100% certain place where I could go back and pull up the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. You're pretending to be someone else. You don't have that place of safety. But when you're always yourself, when you're always standing on yourself on your grounds, then you're always, you have that place of power. And I have to also tell you, I mean, I remember one of the, probably one the most dramatic situation in my life was actually that I got married, my first marriage was in 1996 still in Spain and I, I I unfortunately didn't work out and I always I only was married like for five months oh and I'm not gonna disclose the circumstances but let's say it was like being backstabbed like big time <laughs> with my with my and I got married with my college sweetheart oh come like, on big time. now you're leaving all the meat on the bone here now now we gotta know what's going on no so but <laughs> let me tell you I mean I remember as if it was now I had to drive back. I mean, I, I, when when my 
wife when I no when I found out what my wife was doing, and I confronted her that night, and I will never forget that night when I confronted her that night, and she told me yes. I remember taking my car the following morning and going and driving to where my parents lived. I remember that both my mom and dad were waiting me. You know, they were living at the sixth floor. They were waiting for me, and I started crying like a baby on my mom's arms. You know, at my mom's arms, saying, "I mean, I can't believe it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, how can how can my life collapse? What did I do wrong?" I mean, you know, I, I had, you know, I had, I had the car, I had the, I had the, 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 the obviously the, I had, we, we had an apartment together, you know, we, we had all those, all those, you know, projects together, the perfect, the perfect job, you know, we all, we, we had this beautiful house in the mountains to go to ski, everything was perfect, everything was perfect, but suddenly, boom, so boom, and not even, not, not even one year, like five months, six months, I mean, I was, Obviously, I felt betrayed. You name it. I tried to save my marriage, and I, I immediately said, "Okay, let's go to a counselor." But unfortunately, the other party wasn't there. So, I okay. I said, "Okay." So the rest of my life starts here today. Yes. And then, you know what? One year and a half later, I had already left Spain for good, and I have not been back to Spain but to visit my family. Again, it's the realization. It's the realization of I have to be me and I am strong because I don't have to fit in with anybody else. I have to be myself. And that's where I that's my foundation. That's my essence. And I will build up the rest of my life because of that. Had I not taken that decision, we would have never had this conversation, you and I today. You know, that, I, I, you know, I don't, I want to say I love that story, but I kind of, you know, it, it's not quite the right thing to say. But uh, the, the fact that you accepted it at the end, right? The, the heartbreak, the pain, the agony, what you're going through, those are, those are feelings that you're going to have. But at some point, no matter what happens in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, you have to accept that tomorrow the sun's going to rise. Tomorrow is another day. And every day you have that choice to make something happen. You can dwell in it. You can live in it. You can, you can wallow in sorrow and, and feel sorry for yourself for as long as you can. But every day that that happens is another day that you're not fulfilling whatever dream is that you want to achieve. You're, you're hurting yourself by allowing yourself to live in that position for too long. Feel it, exactly. hurt it, uh, you know, learn exactly. from that mistake. But you need to make a choice and accept that it happened. Totally. Otherwise, you're never going to move forward. Oh, I agree. And I have to say, this counselor that, you know, we went together, you know, with my with my ex-wife at that time, it was the same counselor that said, hey, okay, so she's not coming back. Can you please help me? Can you please help me go through this path? Can mm. you please help me? And I have to tell you, there's certainty that this counselor told me, so these are the stages you're going to go through. A, B, C, D, and E. He told me, he explained those to me. And I, you know, and I understood them. And I said, okay, where am I now? And he told me, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's it, a good you know. question. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you are here. Okay. Typically, what do you see in your practice? How long is it going to take for me to get to get to the final you know, destination of this, of, you know, of this, whatever it is, right? Of this, of this journey. He said, Well, it's up to you. You know, I've seen people here and I've seen people there and I've seen people that will never recover from a di divorce or from a separation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I kept on going with him. I kept on having, I mean, again, I asked for help. God bless. I mean, that's something I obviously, 
in any in, in any facet in life, ask for help, look yes. for help, always. There's yes. always going to be someone that can help you, always, always. The only the only scarce resource in, in your life is time. Yes. Get over any situation, any challenge with the help of someone that's been there before. Do that. Don't hesitate. It doesn't matter. Money comes and goes. Do that. And oh my God, after six months of my separation, guess what? Guess who came after one of my, I was, I, I just finished one of my swimming practices. I love swimming. Guess who came to say, I would like to come back, back together. <laughs> who I'm going yeah. to say, but you know the story, right? You know the story. And I said, unfortunately not. I don't want this to happen in the future when we already have children. I don't want that for my life. Decision made. Imperfect decision. Don't know what the outcome was going to be, but you weren't going to do it again. No, no. Oh, man, Angel. No. That's, you know, I, I love that, you know, the, the whole idea of, of time scarcity, right? You, you only have so much time in your life. And yes, ladies and gents, you're going to feel uncomfortable when you're going to make a decision. You're not going to know the outcome. It's going to be scary. It's going to feel weird, but do it anyways. Do it anyways, because the, the, there's only two types of, of, you know, regret that you're going to have when you're, when you're older. And one of the biggest ones, the most, the, the worst ones is when you're 98 years old and you are incapable and you're out of time to have that regret to worry about. So take the action. You might make a mistake and it's okay. There's always a way to correct, but take that action. Angel, before we head out, let our audience know if they want to work with you, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. The first thing is, it's very easy. Send me an email. I have a team behind me. We all work together. They, we will always respond to you. My email is very easy. My email address is angel at angelrebo.com. I'm going to spell it for you. A-N-G-E-L at A-N-G-E-L-R-I-B as in boy O.com. That's the easiest way. If you want to know, you know, what I do, you know, what, what I stand uh, for, you can go to LinkedIn, Angel, Angel Rebo, the CEO confident. And you will see me there every single day posting. I post a lot of personal stuff because I think it's important for everybody to know, you know, what, what I think is important for me. And obviously, I would like to help you. And, and needless to say, thank you very much, guys, for being so kind with me and allowing me to be today in, in, on your show. Hey, man, thank you for coming on last minute. Thank you for sharing, being vulnerable. I mean, I, I honestly believe that some of these stories that we have in our life, some of those, the worst stories in our life make the greatest connections with people. So thank you very much for sharing you. You know, some, some of your worst times with us. I uh, definitely, I, I connected with you. I'm sure there's a, a lot of our listeners that connected with the same type of thank story. You. Thank you. All right, ladies and gents, it is Friday, but we'll be back because Monday's going to come right around the corner. So that's all we got for you guys today. Have a great and safe weekend. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.